Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Better for you. Last time when I was here, we shared a few things. If you remember, I don't think you recall, but I quicken your memory a little bit. So, the world become flesh. You know, last time I shared about the world. It says, yes, say it again. Joshua 1:8. What it says? We should meditate on God's word day and night. Day and night. <laughs> Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Says in the beginning was John 1 1 to John 1 12. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who was the Word? Who remembers? Say it loud. Don't be afraid. I'm not. Say Jesus. Jesus. Who is the word? Jesus. Jesus. Only two people know it, okay? So by the end of the, this class, I think more people will know it. I'll help you a little bit, you know? The same was with the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the light was the light of men. In him was life and the light was the light of men. So you guys here you are like diamonds. Each one has a diamond. You have not your own light but the more clear the diamond you are more the light comes through and reflects onto others. Have you ever seen a diamond or polygon crystal that a ray of light comes and breaks in seven lights? That's beautiful. Each one of you is like this. The more we let the world cleanse us and sanctify us, that will help the light of God to go through to others. So we're giving the light. It's beautiful. In him was life, okay, I read that already. And the light shineth in darkness. So when we have a low shedding, right? We put a, a candle or a lit flashlight, we see so much shineth more in darkness. And the darkness wins it not, comprehended it not. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Talk about Jesus now. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power, the ability, the exousia, that means the, the right. You have a right. God's given right. To be what? To be the daughters of God, the sons of God, the children of God. Even to them, the even actually is, is kind of been added. Original says there's no even there. To them, specifically, to them that believe 
on his name. And what is that glorious name? Jesus. Let's say it together. What is the glorious name? Jesus. That's beautiful. You guys are good. I like that. I like we have interaction together. Thank you, Nella, for coming today. It's an honor to have you again. See you for a long time. Hope you're feeling better. You're doing well. You know. Thank you, Lord. And everybody that's coming, thank all the guests and everybody that really loves the Lord. We are here for one reason: to love Jesus. We came here to be able to polish our lit diamonds to become more brighter and shine the light into the world. So that all men can see the love we have for one another. And they can realize that we are his disciples. First Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. And be ready. Sanctify your Lord in your heart. TPT says, but give reverent honor in your heart to the anointed one. And be ready always to give an answer to him as the holy master of our lives. And if anyone asks about the hope living within you, always be ready to explain your faith. Yeah. Always be ready to explain your faith. We live in a difficult times nowadays. And uh, I believe increasing. But the faith of the believers gets stronger. Amen. And needs to become stronger and stronger. We need to give an answer to anyone that asks us of us. That's why we need to know <coughs> the word. We need to memorize. We need to study the word of God. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Up to 20, First Thessalonians 5.22 I'm going to read. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What is the will of God concerning you? Who heard what I said? What was my last word? In everything give what? Thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Who's the you? It's me. It's you. So show everybody the you. That's it, yeah? That's the you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast to the good. Prove all things means what? Check all things. Don't receive anything that is not godly, that is not honest, that is not pure, it is not loving, it is not self building, it is not edifying. Hold fast to the good. And what is the good here we're reading? It's the word of God. The word of God is the good. And anything other good that helps others, that is part of the word of God. Abstain from every appearance of evil. 
First Thessalonians 5.23 And may the God of peace himself God of peace himself sanctify you and make your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blamelessly at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ our God. So I see I've been I want to pay attention to that. It's very important because people will come to you and tell you that you believe wrong. There's lots of doctrines around flying, floating, you know, and say, oh, Jesus is not God. So you have to really know what we believe and why we believe. And that's why we're reading the Word. That's why we need to study the Word Amen. as everything dependent on studying. And pray as everything dependent on prayer. And love one another as everything depends on love one another. It's the only religion, Christianity, is that believes that God is love. Amen. God was love before he created the world. Yeah. And he is love till now. And he'll continue to be love till the end of the world. It's the only religion. Other religion says, well, before creation, God was not loving because he has no one to love. But God is love. He's the creation of love. So we have to really understand this thing. You know. And may the God of peace himself, I read again, is, sanctify you and make your whole spirit, soul, and body and be preserved blamelessly at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see God Himself sanctify you and Holy Spirit, soul, and body preserved blamelessly in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is part of the Trinity, He's part of God, it is God, and Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it is one. It is one God. I will explain a little bit later on, more specifically. But you know, you are three parts. So God also is three parts. You have a, you have a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in your body. So your body is what we live here. Your soul is your intellectual, your understanding, your spirit. And your spirit is... When you receive the Lord, your spirit becomes alive. Mm -hmm. That is your spirit. It was dead because of sin. Because of Adam's sin, he, the spirit died, be dormant. So you could not live, you are dead. So sin was living in this world. But when we receive Christ, in, you know, as many as uh, receive him to them, give the power to become children of God, child, girl, woman, whatever you are, you are part of God. Amen. The Spirit of God is born again in you. Amen. That's very important. So you have three things. Uh, plus you have an extra assistance of the Holy Spirit yes. that can guide you. So when we're reading the Word of God and we're studying, it's important. Remember last time we asked and talked about about, you know, how you base your salvation. Anybody remembers? There were some verses I shared, you know, 
like uh, Romans 8, 10, and 8, 11 example. And, you know, it is uh, very important to remember. Also, the other one was Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I know some of you have a different versions of the Bible, so I will read it a little bit in the different translation, but actually it says exactly the same thing, the same understanding. So don't get mixed up and say, oh, I don't have King James and I read the NLT, New Living Translation. No, it's exactly the same. It's the same meaning, the same message comes out, the same understanding. So if I read the New Testament in King James, and if I read it with NLT, it's the same thing. Okay, there's other more other subjects we can discuss later on in other times. But right now, don't say I don't have the right Bible. You have the right Bible in your phone. You have it where? In your book. You have Bible? Show me your Bible, please. That's it. And we have it here. You have it in your cell phone. And you can have... How many of you have a notebook today to write verses? Wow, that's good. We're increasing here. More people are getting the notebooks. So, Romans 8.10 says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of his life because of righteousness. And 8.11 says, But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. Where the spirit of lives, where lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. Your body is mortal. When your body is going to finish or die, stays here. Your spirit and soul goes up with God. So it's another story about the resurrection. When Jesus comes again, your body also will resurrect in a new form. Supernatural, but but your spirit is with Jesus. You still live. You never die. Jesus says, "They that believe on me, they shall never die." So, are you guys is the one that will die, or the ones that shall never die? Never. Can I hear it? Are you never die? Never, never die. die. You never die, Nella. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of death because Jesus came and conquered death. Amen. So that's why we believe in his resurrection. Not only his death. Some religions still have Jesus on the cross. Jesus is not on the cross. You know where is Jesus? Say again. With his father. With his father. Where? He's sitting. Amen. Yes. He's on the, next to him. In the right hand. That's right. Peter, I like it. I like you. You are very responsive with your, with your word. And you love the word. That's, we can see the fruits of the Spirit in you, in your life. Everyone that responds to the word, I can see the fruits of the Spirit in the life. Because you have a life, Jesus. Jesus is not sleeping in you. So, if you feel a little bit tired and sleepy, just shake up a little bit. Wake up! And then let's get the word inside of us. Let's change this world. How to change the world? First, starting with ourselves. We need to change ourselves. Right? So Ephesians 
2.8 says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is the gift of God. Ephesians 2.9 says, Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can be proud or boast about it. So if you have King James, exactly the same thing says, different words, but the meaning is exactly the same. Yeah. Don't get stumbled over translation. The word is not stumbling. The Holy Spirit will help you to overcome any difficulty you have because there's no difficulty on the word of God. The difficulty is on our mind. We need to renew our mind. And the renewal of our mind starts from the heart. Yeah. When we're receiving the word and we're changing our hearts and our mind gets renewed. Because Renewed with what? Get washed and cleansed through the pure word of the Spirit, the word of God. Because as we read before, Jesus is the word. Right? He is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And John 3.17, God sent his son into the world. Oh, sorry. I skipped one. She cut me. John 3.16, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment, John 3, 18 says, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. So again, the same thing read before. So what is means here? But anyone who has not believed in him has already been judged for not believing. Who judged them? Jesus? Uh, uh, louder. Yes. Second? We judge himself because not receiving. Because we've been judged since the beginning. See, God created man his own image, right? And he put him in the garden. And he made him, but he could do anything in this world. He was over the sea, over the animals, over everything, except he could not push his will against other men. You know, because we're not supposed to put push our will to other men. We're not here to govern other people. His people through the Holy Spirit yeah. and the Spirit of God can be governed. But what happened? The enemy came, Satan, and he became a he, he went and in a in a snake. Mm -hmm. See, the devil and his spirits they are spirits. Mm -hmm. They cannot take a, they don't have a form of a body, so they have to take a body. So he took a snake and deceived them, and actually they believed a lie. Yeah. 
that God was not equal, it was not right, he was not just as he was saying. So they need to have more knowledge of good and evil. So what's happened? So they betrayed, they betrayed God and they lost the kingdom. So who took the kingdom? Satan. Now, who has the kingdom in this world? The devil has it. But we, the children of God, we have overcome the devil. We have overcome the darkness. And we are more than a conqueror. And he has no authority in us. The only authority he has in you is the one you give him. So, he has, you can tell to the devil, you go in the name of Jesus. You can claim the verses. The same, the Satan tried to take Jesus when he went to the desert to be tested, fasted for 40 days and 4 nights. He tried to deceive, say, all these words have been given unto me. Fall down and worship me, said to Jesus, right? Yeah. Who gave this world to him? God? Who knows? Adam and Eve, they had the whole world on them, so they give it to Satan. So Satan took it and his minions. But now Jesus Christ came and took it back and gave it to us. So we have authority. We have no authority. I cannot put my authority over Emily's or any one of you or vice versa. We have to agree to talk. There is no, we're not allowed. It's not scriptural. God has never given us the authority to oppress other humans. That's not right according to the word. But he gave us the dominion over animals, over everything on this earth. Yes. Okay. Uh, the enemy can come only in a, somebody else. He, can, he needs to possess somebody so to come to you, to bother you. So, he, so you have the power to tell him to go. To rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus and let him leave. So let's go further down. I have a lot to do. I'm going to see you through. I can hear it. And John 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. truth. Ephesians 2 8, we read before that. I read again. For by grace are ye saved through faith in King James Version. And that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man has not the Spirit of Christ in him, is none of his. So if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you, you don't belong to God. You don't belong to Jesus. And Romans 18 says, And if Christ is in you, 
The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And again, I read again in this version. But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, this is uh, Romans 8, 11, dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by the spirit that dwells in you. So who has a mortal body here? I have one. But who, can, who heals you? Christ is the healer. But Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are one. They are in unity. See, when the leper went to Jesus and said, if you want, you can heal me. He didn't know the word of God very well. You know, God, he wants to heal you. Says, yes, I will be healed. So that's what you have to really understand. God wants us to be well. Yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. What is the difference between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Do all Christians believe that Jesus is God? Or does all Christians believe that Jesus is God? Okay, if you are actually Christian, receive Christ, you believe that Jesus is God. If you don't believe, there is no Christian. You can be a different name. You can be Jehovah's Witness. You can be a Muslim. You can be uh, the other ones that married so many wives. What's the name? Anyway, this is the stage they have this. Mormons, sorry, sorry. So, so they don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe he's one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So they have different. But that's why we, when I read in the beginning, we need to know, be ready to give and explain your faith to every man that asks you. That's very important. It's not a game. Because you will save somebody's life. If somebody believes something wrong, that Christ is not one with God, you need to bring him to the right. You need to have faith and know why he is God. Scripture tells us that God is one. Deuteronomy 6.3 Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. At the same time, God is also three people, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For example, we see this truth evident in several chapters on Isaiah. You need to, if you can study, keep the references and do your own study because they are long. Isaiah 6, chapter 6, 9, chapter 9, 42, 48, 63. And even in Genesis 1.6. Genesis 1.6, God said, Let us make a man in our image, after our likeness, Amen. and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the heavens, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over all the creepers 
creeping on earth. So here, the part I want you to understand, and God said, let us. Who he was talking? There's only one. If God is only one, there's only God. There's no other God. Yeah. You know? Oh, Who he was talking to? <coughs> to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There's God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So there's not one. He's from the beginning. Talks in the plural. And if you understand Hebrew, uh, Elohim is a word, is a plural. It's not one God. But it's one God in many personalities, three personalities. Yeah. I am one person. I'm Philip, Lionheart. And I have spirit, soul, and body. God is one. Is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Three expressions, three different personalities in one person. That's you have to know. Because they will come to you to tell you you believe wrong. Yeah. Uh, they will come to you to twist you. Because one thing we need to start studying the world as everything depends studying. Example, the Jewish people Memorizing from a very, 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 very young age whole chapters of the Torah. The whole Torah, they're supposed to know it. They say the Muslims are supposed to know the Torah, the Quran, and all this stuff. And they have their own doctrines. But their own doctrines, they're not right. They're not basing in what we know and what God told. There's a lot of explanations from the world. They will bring a lot of stuff that you need to know. But we're going to do more studies in the future actually, as a grace life, so about different other religions, and that's how to answer the questions mm. for them. But you should able to know, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are one. It's one God. Scripture clearly teaches that God is three persons in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yet is also one. Scripture will also at times refer to the persons of the Trinity, interchangeably. An example is the Spirit of Christ, Romans 8, 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone has not the Spirit of Christ, is none of his. So we understand Romans 8, 9, that it says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So the spirit of God lives in you. So if you live in you, but then it says here, but if no, but if anyone has not the spirit of Christ, it's none of his. So the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, and the Holy Spirit is one. It's exactly the same thing. First Peter 1.11, searching, searching for what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ made clear within them, testifying beforehand of the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow, which is clearly refers to Jesus and the Holy Spirit as one. First Peter 1.11, please, you can go study it again. I read it again one more time. Searching for what? 
or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ made clear within them, testifying beforehand of the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow, which clearly refers to Jesus and the Holy Spirit as one. And John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And 28 up to 30 says, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never ever perish. And not anyone shall pluck them out of my hand. Thank you, Jesus. Who is talking here? Jesus talking, right? My Father who, who gave them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And John 10.30 says, I and the Father say it. Don't be shy. I and the Father are one. All together. I and the Father are one. Jesus Christ said that. Have it in your heart. Let us get good fruit. Get the seed, that seed that I share with you today. Let it bear fruit. Let it grow roots down, down, and bring beautiful fruit up of the Holy Spirit. As far as the difference between each person of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Scriptures that show some different roles played by each person. For example, God Father is in the elections of believer, Romans 9. God the Son is the person who recon reconciles to the Father by his death and resurrection and by his imputed righteousness, Romans 4.5. God the Holy Spirit makes us Spiritually alive. God, the Holy Spirit, make us spiritually alive. So we are chosen by the Father, reconciled through the Son, or by the Spirit. Ephesians 2.18 says it's best for through Him, Jesus, we both have access in one Spirit. Father. Ephesians 2.18. In TPT, uh, partial translation says here in Ephesians 2.15, ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal court is that stood condemning every one of us who has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jews and no Jews fused together. Like we are the Jews and us become one, or Gentiles becomes one, Muslims without become one if they receive Christ as the Son of God, they can change identity and become Christians, they receive Jesus. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father, as Ephesians 2.18. Those who, who claim to be Christians yet denied that the Trinity or that Jesus is the Son of God are not by definition 
Christians. So Jesus tells us this very plainly in Luke 10:16. The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects the one who sends me. Who is, it? who is this? Who sent him? The Father. And who rejects you? Who rejects me too? Rejecting Jesus. So when we witness and they reject us, they don't reject you. You just a crystal. You are just a diamond. You remember? And what happens to the diamond? Reflects the light. Your light? Your own light? Or which light? Father's light, the sunlight, uh, not your light. You're not the light. No. God is the light. Yeah. And we are reflecting His light. First John 2.23 Everyone who denies the Son, neither has the Father. The one confessing the Son has also the Father. First John 2.24 Therefore, what you heard from the beginning, let it abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you will, be, you will abide in both the Son and in the Father. So that's very important. It's, but denying that Jesus is the Son, one denies the Son. If one denies the Son, he also denies the Father. I repeat again so you can see it. And therefore cannot be called a Christian. Because today many people call Christians. I used to call Christians before. Before I received Christ, I was an Orthodox. I so I knew I was a Christian. I, knew, I mean, I heard about Christ. We knew certain things, but I did not knew the full truth yeah. as I know now through the Word of God. Yes. There are different books, different things we read, but they don't actually read the Bible. They don't study the Bible, studying other doctrines, other books that are not Christian. Finally, all two Christians believe that Jesus is God. Over and over again, scriptures refer to Jesus as God. Isaiah 9.6 prophesies about Jesus calling him God. Isaiah 9.6 says, For us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be in his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So they will tell you, there's nothing in the Bible that says anyone that Jesus is God. There's, I shared already many verses with you. If you keep them, you can study them. And there are much more. There are in Isaiah, this whole testament, there's lots and lots of scriptures. About Jesus is God and is part with the Father and the Holy Spirit. There's the Psalms, they're full of verses and, uh, you know, that says about Jesus is God. You know, it's very, very, very important to know the Word of God and study it. Now, Thomas called, calls Jesus God in John 20 28. You know, John, Thomas did not believe. When he heard that, oh, Jesus is resurrected, he said to the other apostles and disciples, I need to see his 
marks in his hand and his side. I don't, I'm not going to believe it. And when Jesus appeared to him, he said, he said to him, my Lord and my God. So what Thomas called him? My God. Lord and God. Paul says of Christ in Titus 2.13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of a greater God, great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what he said here, looking for the blessed hope and uh, hope at the appearing of the glory of a great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. So what Paul called him? God. So don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Know that what you believe has a substance and you have a good, good base. Your roots strong. You build up the building where? In the rock, Christ. You know the story about uh, the foolish and the wise man? They build the house in one in the sand. It talks about two Christians, actually. It talks about two believers. The one believer was foolish. He was not reading the word. He was not studying the word. You know? But the wise man studied the word. And he built his house on the rock. And who is the rock? Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus got resurrected from the dead? Yes. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes. That's very important. Okay. Who knows a, a verse about it to tell me? Where, where I can find the Bible? I don't know the Bible. Not you. Not you too. Okay. That, that uh, Jesus died and resurrected, you know, for us. So... Where is in the Bible it says? Actually, it's in the, in, the, in the epistles. One of the books of Paul. <coughs> Romans. <laughs> Romans. <laughs> Who's going to read to me in English? Or Afrikaans, actually. Why not? Let's do the Afrikaans. Maybe Matika do it in Sona. You have Sona Bible with you? Actually, I'd like to hear it. It's good to really make sure we grasping these things, you know. You don't have Afrikaans? English, okay. What's about English? It's all right, it's all right. English is fine. Yeah, nine and ten. I read it earlier several times today. You are saved, okay? Confess your faith and you are saved with your mouth. 
and believe in your heart. These things you need to know, these verses. You need to write them down. You need to, actually, I don't have to print it for you, but you can write it down and have it. When you talk to other people, you share these verses. You share the word. John 3.16 is very important. For God shall love the world. Then John 1.12, it's important. Why? Because you become a child of God. You're not part of this world. You don't belong. You are a child of God. And you are a child of God too. Do you believe that? Yes. You know? Are you standing on that ground? Yeah. Good, 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 good. Which are Ephesians 2 8 and, 2, 8 and 9. What is it what says? Ephesians 2 8, 9 and 10. What it says? It's a gift of God. You can, you can be saved. It's not something you can do. You know, you cannot buy it. You understand? It's very, very important. But you don't have to know it exactly as the Bible says. Yeah. But not with your heart. Yeah. Come from here. But if you quote like a ferret, they won't believe you. Yeah. But if you talk from your heart, they'll understand. This guy is a Christian. I want to be like him. Yeah. Today my teaching was, the most important thing is to get this word inside of you. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it every time I'm coming up to teach. Because we need to know that these verses, this word of God, lives in you. It's a living word. It's not that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. It's a living word. It's not a dead word. It's a living. Are you alive? I'm alive too. So, and I want everybody to be alive. And I want to spread the gospel all around the area and the surrounding areas. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.